Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM. And Justin, what did we just witness? God, I'm so Sorry for being a little bit late, oh. but ladies and gentlemen, we just witnessed producer Coop races Zed Horse for the first time and took it down. That thing's a beauty. Uh, it's Absolutely. a Z9. It just was the favorite in odds against a Z2, a Z4, a Z5. He took that race like crazy. We might have ourselves a stallion. <laughs> oh man, fun fun times. We were we were just watching watching that horse run his first race behind the scenes here. So shout out to producer Coop. Great job. You know you, you've you've raised raised him well. We're I feel like a proud uncle or something right now watching that horse race for the first time. Anyways, the people came here for Top Shot Talk, and we are going to to talk some Top Shot tonight. We're going to talk through the eight ways that Top Shot can increase the value of moments. So a thread that we put out yesterday. We're also going to, of course, talk on this new showcase quest that was announced today. We're going to do a little bit of a rundown on some of the other stuff going on in the NFT world, CryptoPunk auction from yesterday, etc. And, of course, we have our LeBron No Look 3 slash 15K giveaway, courtesy of the underdog team. So shout out to them. Going to be an awesome giveaway there. And then two throwdown packs sitting in our hands right here, Justin. Some some valuable moments still sitting out there that we're hoping we can get our hands on tonight. Yeah, we've been watching. Uh, So you've got the number one cereal for the LeBron. You've got the number one jersey match, Zion Throwdown. You've got the jersey number 21, Joel Embiid. And uh, I think there was one more. You've got a number 28 for his rookie moment, uh, Isaiah Stewart jersey. Um, so I was kind of flipping through and looks like there are some legit. And I think we're down to about 8,000 or so packs that have not been opened. Uh, majority of those are likely being held by Top Shot because we know that they held around 5,000 to begin with. Um, so interesting that, you know, so many, oh, oh, that's 72 out of 70, 73 out of 76. So you're looking at almost like 70%. No, no, sorry. Um, 95. Oh, God, that horse got me off. Uh, you're looking at 90 plus percent, maybe something like 90.95%, um, of people who are opening their packs within like that 24, 48 hour period, which I think is great just from, uh, you know, excitement wise. Um, and then we were obviously waiting for the show and thankfully we had, uh, Mike open his Monday night, but oof, I'm pumped. Can't go, can't go fast enough through all this. Love it. Love it. Going to be a fun show tonight. Let's, uh, let's jump right into the thread here, Justin. I can go ahead for those of us that are on YouTube. I'll, I'll be able to share this out for people that didn't see it can definitely check out the, the Twitter thread that we had. And yeah, you, I'll just kick it to you, Justin, and kind of talk through, you know, the, the origin of why we wanted to put this thread out there, what some of your key takeaways are, and wherever you want to take the conversation from there. Yeah, and so this actually started uh, with that whole collector's council that we've been discussing, um, which, you know, still talking with the Dapper Labs team, and I think there's still interest from both sides to get this done. It's probably more just like a prioritization on their side to find the resources and time. Um, but it was one of the conversations and discussion on our side, just like, Hey, how do we, you know, what is necessary to really get this to the next level? How do we, you know, um, if we're going to continue to be investing in a space and we're, you know, bullish long-term, we want to think about, all right, what are the avenues or what is the method that gets us to that long-term, you know, appreciation and value? 
And uh, you know, at the very beginning, one of the first tweets that I made sure to mention is that this presupposes that long-term Dapper Labs wants the marketplace to have moments that either retain or increase value for collectors. And uh, I actually got some pushback on that because you know, there's a lot of cynicism out there right now of just saying that, oh, no, Dapper Labs doesn't want that. Dapper Labs just wants to make their tens of millions that they get on pack drops. They're just trying to milk the collector. And I don't buy any of that because as Rohan has said from the beginning, like this is a hundred million, a hundred year business vision. And knowing that they're not making any moves right now that are, you know, just for them to kind of uh, be profitable. They have more than enough money and more than enough, you know, willing investors in this space to support from a capital stance. Uh, so right now, I truly believe the decisions they are making are more in trying to build out and develop the long-term viability of the product. When they went from $99 for MGLE to $149 for the showdown, I have high, high levels of confidence that that extra $50 was not because they wanted to get more money in their pockets. Um, Instead, it was probably more of this as another form of a test to determine what is the right price point, what is the right, you know, for, to incentivize collecting, the right price point to incentivize, you know, um, still bringing in new people. Same thing they're doing with the collector score. All of this is really testing. Uh, every startup, every company does it. And so I still believe that if they want to have collectors from a long term stance, that there needs to be. Uh, some at least aspiration that, hey, if I join this, yes, I get entertainment out of it. Yes, I enjoy the kind of cool collecting aspect, but there also needs to be, you know, kind of this uh, possibility of making money through this platform. Um, and and I, I believe that's the case why people still play poker, why people play DFS. Yes, there's the entertainment aspect, but there's also this you know, possibility of, hey, I can also use this as a way to kind of make some additional cash. So that's the main kind of, you know, main thesis where this origin comes from and then from there we can kind of start diving into okay what are the actual eight ways discussed um that we think they kind of you know can increase value in these moments long term love it love it yeah and i agree with everything that you said there i know that there's a lot of unhappy people out there today we we even put out the tweet because i think and, and you put out the tweet you said it perfectly where it was like when the packs were free money, everyone was like, well, when packs, when packs, when packs, I want more packs. And then now we have all the packs we want. And people are like, whoa, 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 I don't want more packs. No more packs. No, no, no. We said no packs. So uh, it's it's hard to please everyone, but I do agree. It can't just be a constant you know, downturn, a constant just slow decline. There has to be some hope, some possibility of making money here. And I think a lot of the ideas that that we put out in this thread, give that opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, it's, we're not saying it, we're never going to, I don't know, never. we're rarely, rarely, very unlikely to have what happened back in that, you know, January or the February time period. Uh, and long-term that wasn't positive for the market because it led to all these other challenges. And so we're not saying that over time, every single moment is going to appreciate in value. But there needs to be some, there needs to be, whether it's a, hey, you have a thesis and we can kind of learn and decide how these moments go forward. And maybe packs aren't plus EV. Maybe packs aren't actually a great value long-term, but they maybe give you the opportunity to hit that long one, that, you know, that great opportunity, that great moment. Um, or you play the marketplace and you kind of, hey, if you pick out a rookie who ends up being very successful, that should be something that you profit off of both, you know, from an actual tangible sense and, you know, financial. Um, 
And then the whole idea around this, and we've talked about this now for, I want to say three or so months, but that formula of four moments in general to go up, we need more money in than, you know, the money in has to be greater than the money that take, Dapper takes and the money that's taken out of the ecosystem. So each of these eight kind of ties to one of those components, either bringing more money in, decreasing or reshifting the money that Dapper takes out, or uh, the one that we have the least control over, other than maybe more engaged customers, I guess, preventing the flipping, but the people taking Dapper out. Should we go line by line and just kind of discuss these? Because I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on some of them too, so I can kind of yeah. give an introduction of what the thoughts were, and then we can chat from there. And you know, I'd love Perfect. to hear what 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 because uh, obviously there's gotten a lot of replies and stuff, and in the you know Mission Control Center, the Discord, there's been a lot of conversation around it. But would love to hear from people in chat too uh, what they think. Um, these aren't in any particular order other than the ones that kind of rose the top or what I thought were, uh, you know, most, most kind of relevant pertinent as I was going through it. Uh, so they were not supposed to be in an, in an individual order, but it kind of naturally ended up like that. Perfect. Okay. So starting off the most obvious one, uh, bring new people into Top Shot. Um, as I mentioned, it is the most obvious. It's what people are really waiting on. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, yes, the more people that come in, that's probably the easiest, most direct way for moments to increase in value just because it's a supply and demand kind of thing. Uh, but as I mentioned, this is just something, this is only temporary. Eventually, your marketing dollars are going to stop bringing in customers and the cost to acquire a new customer is greater than the value of that customer. And that's when the marketing kind of, you know, the funnel turns off. And uh, so, you know, and then you just kind of move towards a more organic or you try to go into new markets or et cetera. But from a you know, dapper standpoint, um, obviously we know they're going to market. We've seen the level of hires we've seen. Uh, I think we just saw another uh, product marketing or another marketing person hired today from dapper. Um, this will happen and it will be natural. Uh, but everything else that is happening around this, all the other things from a you know, sustainability, <clears throat> site stability stance, product engagement and such, uh, those are necessary to make sure that when they turn on the marketing dollars, those players, those collectors don't leave the ecosystem. They're joined, you acquire that customer, it's expensive to acquire them. Now let's keep them in, keep them interested, keep them collecting, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's obviously a no-brainer. And I think we expect some sort of marketing push from Dapper eventually. I think at one point there was a hope that it was going to happen maybe for the playoffs. Not sure if that hope still exists at this point, just given that we're, we're only a couple days away. But I think definitely over the course of the offseason, by the time we hit next NBA season, I imagine that we're going to see a big marketing push and see a ton of new people come in to the top shot. And it's also a matter of then we need to not – exponentially increase the supply as well. Cause I feel like that's kind of what happened over all-star weekend where we brought in a ton of new people also dropped a ton of new supply. Granted, there were also technical issues in that sense, but yeah, I've, I've been personally kind of waiting for that second big boom of people. Although this time around, hopefully seeing a, a market trend upward as a result of it. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of the activities we're doing now, which are, you know, they feel painful, the high level of circulation, just the additional moments that come through, uh, Every time they do that, it's also a test of their product. And it's the best way for them to kind of get a better feel and for them to learn and improve their product. So through providing pack drops, through providing new moments out there, 
uh, it, you know, this is the best way for them to kind of continue to learn. And unfortunately, it feels like it's at our and the marketplace's expense. Um, but we hope that kind of, you know, that eventually uh, is solved for. And I think a big thing is, uh, we've mentioned this before, like the amount of circulation that they're putting out there now, they're building as if they have that larger user base. And we have seen users continue to increase, um, even from an active user standpoint, and not like bots or multi accounts. Um, and I think, as they kind of get that more you know, beyond the organic growth and paid marketing, uh, they're building enough supply for that future state. So right now we have way too much supply for the current amount of users. And that's led to kind of just the depreciation of assets across the board. Um, but I think going forward, when we have that larger amount, uh, they'll have a, do a better job of making sure that a, uh, the circulation and the demand kind of are a bit more lined up. Yeah. And I see a comment from Caleb here in the chat about, <clears throat> and dual collab. I actually had not, I had not seen this before, but I just I have a scheduled tweet. It. I have a scheduled tweet Checked for tomorrow. There's so much going uh, on tonight. I didn't want to like put it out. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll touch on that more than at that time. But I had actually not even yeah. seen that tweet. Yeah, there feels like there's a million things going on there. Today but, was a busy but day. I think it's just an, another example of like only more and more and more people from different channels, from different you know big companies that they work with, are going to continue to find out about Top Shot and right. like organic marketing is going to happen and you know once paid marketing gets turned on too then it's just going to be a whole nother level yeah and i mean so for the fandle aspect like obviously there's a bunch of dfs people already in this space but i think the majority of the dfs people were the ones that were you know are actively on twitter the ones who are in here who also came from dfs there are still so many people that have been in the dfs space that only maybe play 10 20 on a weekend they're the ones who kind of just are you know hanging on their phone entering a contest they're the ones who probably aren't familiar with Top Shot, or if they are, maybe they've heard it in passing. Uh, so if that is an opportunity to bring new people in who there's obviously, I mean, you can tell from just us in, in this chat and TJ and I, there's obviously common interest between uh, people who are interested in DFS sports, you know, that aspect, um, and then what we have in Top Shot. So I think that's a positive. Um, and yeah, so hopefully that's just one more example of uh, how to bring new people in. And yeah, I'll tease the tweet tomorrow. Uh, what better than having someone on our team that has already qualified for two live finals for uh, FanDuel on their you know NBA product? And uh, so, if you're going to combine DFS and Top Shot, there's no better place than uh, the MCC. Love it, love it. And that's not me, by the way. That was uh, Bachman, uh, who is our NBA yeah. resident resident expert. Okay, number two. Uh, so number two is more money, um, you know, more money for collectors from Dapper. Uh, this is one of the things that I talked about when Mike, um, when MBL, when Mike Levy had his thread, you know, a month or so ago about the positive EV. Uh, my main response is one of two things is going to happen. Either we are going to, you know, get packs uh, that are heavily plus EV and the rent seekers are going to sell them and then they're going to take that money off the site and uh, that money is gone or they increase the prices for the packs, not as plus EV, and now that money goes to Dapper. The difference is when the rent seekers take it off the site, that money's gone and we're never seeing it again. When Dapper takes more money off the site, I have you know, hopes, I have optimism, I have some level of confidence that they're going to continue to pump that money back into the ecosystem, uh, whether it's through something more abstract as you know, external marketing, or if it's something more direct as the $20 stimulus for the preview showcase, or this showcase right now, uh, the showcase quest, where no, we're not getting dollars, but you're getting a moment that if you wanted to sell, you could get some money for. So these are ways that they can kind of continue to stimulate the market through pumping money back to consumers. 
uh, back to collectors. I think the uh, you know the even larger opportunity here um, is to continue. You know, maybe it's through baller status, collector score, something else, but some form of a cash back loyalty system. We see it with lots of others, you know, similar businesses. We see it in the poker side. We've seen it in the DFS side. We see it in the sports betting and the casino side. Like the you know, more you spend, there should be some kind of incentive back. And so I saw. Um, Oh, I don't want to mess this up. Um, uh, okay, I forgot. Uh, I saw a Twitter user who was referencing something around like, hey, you're 5%. Like maybe it's a, yeah, see right back there. Like, hey, you get a 1% back um, for how much you spend in the marketplace. Uh, I think that would be a fantastic uh, way to kind of continue to incentivize. And without a doubt, like if I'm thinking about a marketplace and I'm knowing I'm getting a 20% discount, I'm going to get that back. Or maybe I need to, you know, like... Um, you know, like Fandle, you need to hit a certain level to get a certain amount back. Maybe that's the same thing there. And if you spend a hundred, yeah, there it go. Lindy Hollick, thank you. Um, so if you spend maybe a hundred dollars or if you spend a thousand dollars in marketplace in this month, you get a certain percent back and that increases. That's a win-win for uh, Dapper. It's a win-win for the collect for the collector and the larger marketplace as well. Yep, makes a ton of sense. Just another thing that would incentivize being active in the marketplace, making purchases, not just, you know, being a, a rent seeker, as we say. Love that. And then the third one around complete set airdrops. I know this was something that you had talked about on Monday's show in the fast break segment with Mike and uh, just the concept of randomly distributing airdrops to people that own a set. Or I think you could probably even expand it beyond just owning a set. You know, people that completed challenges, people that, you know, did a certain unknown thing where it's not like people are purposely going out doing this for the sake of getting something airdropped to them, but just knowing that, hey, if I'm doing various things that would signify that I'm a collector, then I know that there's the possibility that I'm going to have you know, these special moments airdropped to me. Yep, exactly. And the thing I love specifically about that complete set airdrops is you can't sell, like if you only have one of each of those moments and you got enough to complete that set, you're not going to go sell that one moment. Like you're going to make sure that you retain that set. And uh, yes, for some of the sets, it's only five or six moments. If you're the gift, I think you've got maybe another 19 for some others. Some you're getting a little higher or all the way up to, you know, if you're getting a complete S1, S2, obviously like that's crazy. I think we saw a complete S1 set is 120K. Um, so like, obviously that's not really attainable for almost all users, but something that is far more attainable is if you were to, to go for the throwdown one and there's only nine now, there's I mean, not the nine, uh, the hustle and flow has the nine. That's I think one of the cheapest sets to acquire right now. And then you just hold on to it and, uh, a you're completed a set. That's cool. You get your baller status. Maybe you get some collector score. And when they do these complete set airdrops, you increase your chance of getting some kind of cool, valuable moment. Uh, I think that's a great, um, you know, a great perk and something that'll also kind of increase, uh, you know, favorite collecting. Yeah, makes sense. And then this next one is actually something that I, I was on the NBA Top Shot News podcast, recorded an episode earlier today. I don't know if they've dropped it yet, but uh, you can check them out at NBA Top Shot News 1. But this was, uh, I had gotten some question, I forget exactly what the question was, but now that I look at this number four bullet, my answer was around how I wish the circulation counts for rare and legendary moments didn't get so out of control. And like my point of view is that I'm fine with this flood of common moments that we're seeing, right? Like the reserve packs, great, all for it. The more $1, $2, $3 moments out there, the better for people that are just getting started and want those. But 
we've got to keep these rare and legendary moments in check and it needs to be truly special to obtain those. And that's, I, I agree with this point for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard to really say because for one example is, uh, you saw something like 80% of people who wanted to get a throwdown pack, um, and that the ones that qualified, they got one. Um, so like, is that rare? Maybe because you only get one, it becomes rare and you'll collect more of them. That become, like that, that's a rare thing. I don't know. Uh, I think it should be a bit more difficult to get a rare pack. I think rare moment should not have a as probably as many of them or as high as a circulation count. Um, I'm not going to throw out and throw in numbers and stuff because obviously the dynamic continue to change. But um, one thing I will say is that the series two MGLEs being slash four nine nine compared to what you're having these other rares up at uh, 1800, 2100 and such uh, that, you know, that set does not get the love that it deserves. And uh, I think long-term that's probably, there's going to be some strong opportunities, some strong moments in there. Yeah. Makes sense. Chris has a great point in the chat here. More likes on the stream <laughs> people, Chris doing God's less work out there. Less circulation on our behalf. There you go. Right. Appreciate that. Yeah, there we go. Less circulation, <laughs> more likes. If you enjoy the stream, do please hit the like button. We, we very much appreciate that burning moments, burning of moments, the hot topic, from Mike Levy on Monday, definitely been a hot topic, I would say, on Twitter for a while. And to me, it just makes it makes so much sense. And I'm hoping that it, it becomes a thing available. I mean, it, it why wouldn't let's kind of phrase that differently because I feel like we talked about, you know, why we want the burning of moments on on Monday. Why wouldn't, you know, so that I gotta, happen? I, I think guess. there's a couple. So we. Roham and team have shown a bit of a hesitance to want to burn moments. Um, haven't really explained why, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my best, I guess. Uh, one is they're big on collecting. This is supposed to be a collector site. I think the idea of burning is you know, inverse to the idea of collecting. Uh, so I think there's a bit of a kind of a just bad connotation to oh, rather than me collecting all these moments, we're just going to burn them. I don't know. That's, I, don't, I think that rubs maybe some people the wrong way. Uh, two, there might be something, you know, from a politics stance with the actual NBA Players Association. And, like, it may not be a great look if one player in all of his moments just continue to get burned. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, just we want to keep the NBA happy. We want to keep the players happy. If the moments for a specific player or stuff start getting burned, like, that's just not the greatest look. Uh, and the third is, and I think this is the least important, but maybe most relevant for right now from a technical stance. Um, we don't know the actual feasibility of it. I do think it's a bit more complex than just saying like, hey, let's make a new account and you send it to this account and this account holds it forever. Um, we also have to figure out the circulation count. They've been a little slow to adapt to, you know, slow to fall through on the Western Conference Finals for S1, which is a kind of a very similar example to burning, even though people don't know, just because it's in the top shot account. But like from a, how do we track the circulation, put the actual one and so forth. Uh, so there's a little hesitance there. Um, but what I do want to reference is if you, uh, some of these ideas for the incentives for the burn, um, because yes, we understand the one for like the moment raffles for the S1 series uh, packs and what we're doing with the kind of tickets. Um, but like, hey, I mean, how much would you turn in for a chance at a platinum moment? Like real question, TJ. Uh, let's say it's a random platinum. You don't know what it is. So there are definitely some mad players, but there's some great players too. 
how many moments would you turn in? And so you turn in the moments and you just Each get the chance to be drawn ticket. to be one. Yeah. Yeah. It matters how many people are doing it, how many others are doing it. Right. Like, I mean, I would definitely throw some darts in there for sure. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd throw. I, I'd probably throw a lot of darts in there the more I think about it. Like, I'd probably throw 50 to $100 worth of moments at it just for just for the one time. But then maybe I'd get frustrated by it. I don't know. It's a good question. 80, there we go. 85 points. That's the a proper answer there, Harry Coyne. Maybe, maybe even maybe, a couple Al Horfords. Maybe 85 Al Horfords. Uh, not the Dwight's. Um, no, I don't know. But, like, I I think I'd probably – like, that'd be a big enough prize. And I think – I don't know. I might throw in $100 worth, maybe even more than that. Um, and, like, there's enough that the problem is, is that – a dapper doesn't uh you know actually make money off of that off the burning of these moments but like it it's a great customer it's a great engagement thing and it does increase the value so like there is value to dapper even though it's not on a per dollar basis um and like we don't know what their plans are but love 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 if there was an opportunity like that um next one is uh so for the hardcore game um right now we know that if you have moments um you know, there's going to be moments to give you power-ups in the games and stuff. Um, I don't think they'll do this, but I would love if there was also like a, hey, you can actually give up a moment, burn a moment for something even more powerful. And uh, I think people would only, eh, I don't know, FIFA people do, FIFA are paying fake, pay, FIFA people are paying real money for fake benefits. So maybe people would do it in this, even if there weren't great prizes. But if you also had some sort of prizes and stuff, like I think there'd be some serious opportunity there. Uh, moment raffles, pack drops will pass because we've already discussed that. And the last one's real world events. Um, you know, hey, it's just a, a form of admission or something. But instead of saying like, hey, this, uh, you know, VIP event or um, this, uh, you know, meet and greet or whatever normally would cost you $250. Here it costs you 250 moments or 100 moments or whatever. And now it's a better way to say like, hey, this uh, incentivizes and rewards collectors, people in the ecosystem and gets them these cool real world opportunities. Like it. Like it. And speaking of utility, that is number six and real utility to the moments. And I, I think this is something that that is certainly going to happen. And it's only a matter of time. It's just a matter of what are the right pieces of utility to, to really drive value here, whether it's, you know, we're already seeing a little bit of it with the, the ticketing system. We'll see some of it with the hard court game. Uh, we're seeing, you know, maybe see some of it with things like the, the final showcase tournament. And yeah, I think we'll just continue to see a variety of unique ideas that, that the Dapper team tries to implement to add different levels of utility to all the moments. Right, because I don't think anyone would claim that what they've done so far with utility has gotten it right, and I don't think they would as well. But I think what's most important is that they've shown a proclivity. They've shown what they've, you know, an interest in actually providing utility for these. Um, and I think that's a great, just great to see that from them, and that should give us confidence that they're going to continue to going for it. Uh, what I referenced, though, I think what is the most important here is there's going to be a challenge in finding that balance between, um, you know, incentivize. Or, okay, so that was for the hardcore thing. Uh, what I was going to reference is the challenge with getting the kind of uh, utility right is that it's often it's often costly um, because if you're trying to provide utility for the moments, people are like, oh, let me turn a moment in for a beer. Okay, well that beer's not free. That beer doesn't grow on a tree. 
that beer still needs to be paid for at some point. So like that's a expensive thing right there. Um, now someone else mentioned, I think it was oh, Jack Settlement was talking on Twitter and he was saying like, hey, maybe we can do something with League Pass. And I think League Pass is a really interesting one because you can scale that, you know, the um, incremental new customer that's watching League Pass is not that expensive to the actual people who are running it, which I believe is probably MBA. Uh, so maybe that's an easier thing to scale as a kind of promotional deal for burning moments or as a way to add utility to moments. Uh, so I think that's the key there is to really find out like how can they um, provide value through utility to the collectors and incrementally at a very minimal cost to Dapper. Yep. Yeah. Make, makes makes all the sense. Collector score. Yeah. Next so one up here. Yeah. Go for it. And they've said this is experimental. This is just from the, you know, this is just a phase. I think they said like dot zero one. Like we know that this is just at the very beginning. Uh, I would personally like to see two changes here, two improvements here. One is let's make it so that it's also rewarding, incentivizing um, marketplace behavior. So in general, any form of gamification at a company, the goal of gamification is to incentivize behaviors that you want to create and customer habits. And so in this example, I think a positive customer behavior for both you know, that dappers are happy of, that collectors would be happy about is to incentivize marketplace transactions. And so I'd love to see specifically around marketplace spend having some major part in collector score. Um, the second is, I don't think collector score should be a, hey, one-time thing. If I was in from the very beginning, or if I go out and I just buy 200 of these $1 moments, technically that should provide you enough to be in any drop. Um, but then let's say you don't do anything for the next six months, year, and all you do is you just wait for these drops and just try to get your legendary. I don't think that's great. I want to see continue to incentivize dynamic and action um, over a period of time. So just like we see in other spaces, I keep bringing up, you know, um, you go to casinos, you do sports betting, you do DFS. Like if you don't, if you're not active, then you lose out on your benefits. And so same thing here. I want to see every six months or so, you know, your collector score only includes that window. So it continues to incentivize people who are active on the site. Yeah, I really like rewarding active users in some way. I think that needs to be a key. I mean, even even someone like myself, to be honest, I've been a little bit more inactive in the marketplace. I, I, I buy a moment occasionally, but I would kind of enjoy if there was something that, that made me be active where it's like, okay, I need to maintain you know, a certain level, a certain status. And maybe this is what baller status gets involved to eventually. But, you know, it, it's it's the same, like you said, with uh, any casino points, DraftKings or FanDuel bonuses, things of that nature. Just something to to keep people motivated, keep them active in the marketplace. Yeah. And uh, last thing, and I don't want to go too much into this because we've, uh, we've belabored this point a bit, but just some marketplace features. At the end of the day, the marketplace that's set up right now is not go it's not a an even marketplace it's heavily biased towards the one person putting their one low ask offer out it is heavily biased towards the sellers uh it's heavily biased towards buyers who have full uh transparency into all of the kind of moments that are for sale how many people are selling where they stand uh there's little transparency um, for the sellers into what is the kind of demand from buyers. And so a bid system is kind of that first method to actually see. 
Uh, a, a great example was uh, if you looked at uh, the price of ETH right now, like 4,300, uh, there's a major, major sell planned for 4,400. And so if it's going to break through like a 4,400 wall, the person or the group that is selling a ton amount of that 4,400, it's got to break through. Um, and so uh, that was before Elon tweeted. Now it's down below 4K again. You got to, yeah, just, there, just yeah, but, there you go. But yeah, agreed. But uh, just that level of transparency from both a buying and selling. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm kind of bullish at current prices. Or I say current prices, I mean like where we are from a floor standpoint, whether we keep going down, et cetera. Uh, but long term, um, the moments are not going to change. But what will change is how the marketplace, you know, the buying and selling of it happens. And so if we're able to kind of have that better opportunity and buying is not just that one time event, but, you know, there can be passive buying where when you're sleeping, you put in a bid. And if it gets that point, you can actually make that purchase. Um, I think that levels the playing field and provides a bit more of an, you know, an even marketplace stance. Yeah, uh, that definitely makes makes a ton of sense. And we create a more kind of even marketplace. And there we have it. The the eight things that could be done to increase the value moments on the marketplace. I think there's a lot of good ideas in there. I think a lot of them are are very feasible, both you know either short term or or eventually in the long term. So we'll be curious to see where things go. And thanks to everyone for all the comments, all the uh, you know everyone giving their opinions here. I think it drove a lot of pretty active discussion, which is always what we're going for. Things like this want to make sure that that we're hearing thoughts from everyone in the community and surfacing those ideas to the table because we're, we're all in this together. And the only way that we could make this sustainable long-term is to continue to grow, continue to evolve. And uh, I think, I think we'll get there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, these are eight ideas. Um, but I have confidence that, you know, that there's a lot more things going on behind the scenes. Uh, there will continue to be kind of improvements and testing around this. Uh, we've already seen, like, I think in response to this, Veerman then made an, uh, he added some color as well around the kind of uh, the cool down period. And then Roham even immediately responded to that, noting how uh, they're working on that. Top Shot today even announced that they're going to test out some new things to uh, find a way for people who are already ID verified, uh, who've already passed the kind of verification, to not have the minute cool down. Um, because again, the cool down period for that minute is primarily to prevent bots. Um, but if you can prove you're not a bot and they know that, then you shouldn't have to you know, abide by that cool down. This doesn't account for when there's a five, 10 minute, which has other methods from like a marketplace reopening, but so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go to the, to the showdown quest next, <laughs> but now I'm seeing some people talk about space jam in the chat. So I, I got a, got a shout out. There we are guys. The Herzig bot. And the one and only Muggsy Bogues it taking a picture together. It's amazing how good of a player he was for being such a it really small is. individual. It really is actually unbelievable. It's like literally should not be possible. <laughs> he yeah. was super productive and like played for quite a long time. And he was yeah. in Space Jam. And, and Wake Forest. So you got to throw that in, obviously, all the time. I don't think we're going to go over the captions on the show, but if you haven't been checking them out, <laughs> I recommend you guys give them a read. There, there are some that I was reading and I was just literally laughing out loud as I was going through them. There's some great ones. Well, we mentioned that we would gift a moment to our favorite. So uh, TJ, why don't you say what your favorite was? And then uh, we will oh, give that person. I liked the one. Uh, which one was it? The Make-A-Wish. 
The Make-A-Wish. <laughs> oh, oh, let's see if I can find it. Hold on. Oh, Chris, is it down more? There we go. <laughs> Muggsy's always been a class act. You can tell he just made this kid's day. Make-A-Wish really is an awesome organization. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one and I was just dying. That was Ugh. so good. There were some funny so, ones. At Coop de Tat. We're, we're gonna we're gonna gift you a moment because I, I really enjoyed that one. I, I was I was dying laughing at that one. I think I'm gonna throw you a uh, a, a James Harden from the collection. So, uh, <laughs> congrats on that for making TJ laugh. Love it, love it. Uh, I'm I'm six two. Like I'm definitely not tall AF, but uh, Muggsy is short AF for a basketball player, and that just makes it all the see, more impressive. Seeing that oh. picture really just reminded me of. You know, you're basically Sean Bradley's Blue Monster character, and then you've got Muggsy. Like, that's that's what we're looking at right here. You guys pretty much look exactly the same. I was actually trying to Google images of those two together, but I couldn't find a good All enough right. one to share. I, I'm going to share the best picture there is. Let me see if I can pull up a good example of it. Um, I found one where Muggsy was on the, the blue guy's shoulders. I thought that that was funny. Here, I'm going to share my screen real quick. So where were you when you met Muggsy? All right. So look at this picture, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No way. I, yeah. That's the Wake Forest basketball team back in 80s, maybe? Something like that. And, that's uh, literally crazy. He's at like 5'4". And uh, you don't even see the heads of everyone else on the team. Very impressive. That's amazing. That's truly unbelievable. <laughs> um, no, that was at our old company, TJ. That was at Capital One. Uh, Muggsy came in for uh, some kind of corporate thing. I don't know. But yeah, um, Wake Forest Connection. So I got to meet him. There you go. You love your Wake guys. Yeah. All righty. Let's, let's talk about this showcase quest quickly. And uh, so for those of us that didn't see it, found out today how the Ben Simmons cool cat is going to be obtained and it's something a little bit new. So we knew that it was going to be something to do with showcases. And so what they're calling it is the showcase quest. And in order to complete this, what you need to do, you need to create a showcase that has nine moments in it, three seeing stars, three dunks by a center, and then three assists by a point guard. And then I believe that you cannot use the same moment more than once within that showcase. And shout out to John Boy Beats, put together basically a list of the lowest asks in order to achieve this. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think he's, gonna, he's continuing to uh, refresh that if you are uh, in our part of his stuff. Uh, he'll probably continue to post some in the uh, OTM Discord Mission Control Center. Um, but overall, I mean, Hey, hopefully you, you probably already own a decent amount of these. And uh, if you don't, um, I think the, what's interesting here is because there are so many options, I don't expect there to be like a strong cliff afterwards. Um, and so like, yes, there is a cost to completing it to continue to get the other moments that you don't currently have. Um, however, after you own them, uh, I don't believe like post challenge, there's going to be a strong drop off. Um, maybe for seeing stars some, cause that's kind of our bottleneck here. Uh, but overall for the others, like just get creative and you can see like there's a decent amount of cheaper ones, uh, or find one that you like because you just want to have that one in your collection. And uh, I think that's the best part about this is it really gives that level of flexibility to the collector. Yep. Uh, I like it. And if you go, go on the OTM NFT 
website, you can see the top five gainers are, or four of the five are seeing stars moments, one of which is a center dunking, top set, seeing stars. So can definitely see quickly the marketplace reacting to this. I, I know the case for me. I'm sure the case for you. I, I already have all of these. So I just need to go ahead, make my showcase. And then the final thing, I forgot if I mentioned it, but you have to include the word quest in the title for hashtag your showcase. quest, apparently. It's hashtag. not in okay, the full so you need the hashtag conditions, too? but they said it in bold that you should do it. So why not? Yeah, mine as well. Give that a shot. And I imagine there are going to be a lot of Ben Simmons that end up getting minted from this. But that's not a bad thing. What's your guess? Have a guess? Ooh. I think we'll see more than we've seen in past challenges. So what did we see recently? We saw 7,100. I wouldn't be surprised if we get, if we see close to 10,000 people do this one. I think it should be more. I, I was honestly even thinking, Even more than that? I was thinking somewhere around like 50 to 20,000. Do we know how many people did the, the $20 showcase challenge? I mean, this is obviously not as motivating as that. No, I don't think we found out. Um, I mean, like when we were talking last on Monday, um, Mike Levy was saying like 75,000, 100,000 people. I was saying like mm. 50,000, I think. Yeah, um, maybe maybe we do see more than in like the 20,000 range for this, 15, 20? Yeah, well, I think the bottleneck becomes the seeing stars. So how many people can get three seeing stars? Um, right. Because eventually, like I think there's less than 100,000 if you do the math that can actually happen. But then a lot of people have multiple and, you know, it becomes more challenging. So that's where like, you know, without doing any kind of, you know, projecting actually 15 to 20 seems like a fair estimate. Um, yeah. But end of the day, like this isn't going to be the most value, a very valuable moment in the marketplace. But if you got it, the cost to accomplish it is minimal because... You just get these moments and you hold on to them. And majority of people have a decent amount of these moments. Yeah, I, I really like this idea, honestly, because it, it's kind of it has the benefits of the challenge without that likely giant cliff at the end where you're losing massive amounts of money. And so you get the opportunity to get into the serial lottery for the Ben Simmons without that mega risk. And for a lot of collectors, I wouldn't be surprised if they have you know, four or five moments just sitting in their collection yeah. already. And then yeah. it's an easy lift from there. I mean, I've seen a lot of people trying to sell their seeing stars now because this is where there's been significant demand. And even though like they're not making uh, you know, that much on it, they're like, hey, I've already got more than my three. So I'm going to get rid of the others. I'll get my dapper dollars. And then you can reallocate that somewhere else if you want. Um, but of course, a couple of questions. Uh, yeah, I believe you do have to hold them until the end of the challenge, uh, or I guess not a challenge, but under the showcase quest. Um, no guarantee, but I believe that's probably the case. Um, let's see. How will Ben affect collector score? It will not count as a challenge reward, um, but it'll still count for that moment. So as that moment would count for your collector score, it'll definitely give you points, um, but it won't count as this star, and it won't have the star as the other challenge rewards because technically this is not a challenge. It's a quest. Speaking of collector score, we did add that to our website. So if you want to check out your collector score or anyone else's, we now have that on the account valuation page. Just thought that this was a good time to plug that. We were able to release that earlier today. Nice. So go check out those collector scores. There we go. 41,000 for the In The Moment team collector score. Not too bad. Not as good as Mike Levy, but not too bad. <laughs> All righty. 
anything else that you wanted to touch on with regards to to the showcase quest? I, I don't think there's much else there. Uh, I think it it's a f- nice, fun, fun activity, and I think you know def- definitely recommend everyone going to try and get those moments and and building out those showcase. And we added a a thread or channel in the mission control center where you can share the showcases that you've built. I'll be sharing mine in there as soon as I get mine created. Yep. I like it. We'll have a little fun with it. All righty. We're about to jump into the, the giveaway and pack opening portion of this site. I, I did want to touch on just a couple things quickly that are going on in the broader NFT space as we had the $14.5 million CryptoPunk auction that took place at Christie's yesterday. So I know there were some kind of mixed vibes on that going around in terms of, you know, whether that was a bullish or bearish sign. From everything that I saw, it seems like it's kind of a, about what an expected price would be. But I didn't know if you had any additional thoughts on the CryptoPunks auction from yesterday, Justin. Um, I thought it's interesting. Um, I think the people who were claiming or thinking that this was going to be over 20 million was a bit more of the just optimistic side and people who were making those claims were the ones who kind of had a vested interest in it. And, uh, similar to claim, you know, saying that Bitcoin's going to go up to hundred K Well, the people who are saying that are often the ones who have it, and there's just a self-fulfilling cycle there. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, Hey, these going for 14 and a half million dollars and then add another 2 million for the fees and such. Like that's a lot of money for, uh, NFTs. And, uh, you know, I think there's obviously uh, some complaints and maybe some valid complaints at the way that the auction house did it with the little tiny images and the hot and maybe just not giving it the right level of, uh, you know, uh, credibility that it should. Um, but I don't think that really, in the end of the day, changed anything from a bitter standpoint. I think the the more like eh thing is that ideally this was going to be a way to introduce CryptoPunks to a new, more traditional art audience. Um, and so that's where the real hope was is that you were going to kind of, this would make some noise, bring in new money. Um, but the fact that it actually ended up going to people who's a, you know, a group of people who are all heavily already invested in crypto punks. Um, and like, I'm also curious, like, you know, if that group wouldn't have done it, like, is it even lower? And so was there a level of price protection there as well to make sure that, you know, their previous investment, uh, because I think it is interesting, like, if you have someone who only had 1%, 2% of that larger group, and because it was so many people involved, what I think, um, each person has an added incentive for that to be larger because each of those people involved probably have more of their investment in their other crypto punks uh, than they do in purchasing that. So they'd rather the price actually be higher so then it makes their crypto punks more valuable uh, than the discount that they're getting uh, in this purchase, if that kind of makes sense. Yep, no, definitely makes sense. And then just two other things of brief news. We saw the Charlotte Hornets come out with uh, you know, kind of the, the first time that we've seen an interaction, NFT interaction between the, the in-game experience and NFTs. So thought that was a cool one. And then I also saw something with the, the Preakness and Zed Run having some sort of partnership and they're going to be, or they are, minting, auctioning off one-of-one one NFTs related to the Preakness. So just just more, you know, we're, we're starting to see some of that kind of real-world event NFT crossover, and I imagine that we're going to see a lot more of these types of use cases over the coming weeks and months. Yep, and Gary V stuff. Uh, I think it officially dropped yesterday, but then a lot of the activity was today. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I know a lot of his 
he was doing a Dutch auction, a Dutch auction for the you know to purchase them, which basically means prices just go down rather than up. Uh, and a lot of them kind of hit their floor, um, which I think a lot of it has to do with as well. ETH was just kind of so high um, that when they set the prices, he wasn't expecting it to be maybe four thousand for an ETH. Um, and that's you know, the, but you know, a lot of dynamics there. End of the day, uh, those are out there. Uh, we'll see. You know, obviously, there's a lot of big names that are supporting it. Uh, GAV has done tremendous things uh, from a collector and kind of uh, people who have learned a lot from him. So his community is obviously going to love it, and will uh, you know, hopefully, it just brings more people to the NFT space, and uh, they can kind of become more familiar and learn. Love it, love it. Shout out to the chat. A couple good things going on here. Patrick, first time joining the podcast today. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Patrick. Hopefully, we will see you back here soon. Also, I agree with Black Cat here. More Justin versus Top Shot Millionaire guy. Brilliant content. <laughs> I, I I thought that that was a great segment on Monday. And Mike's you know, a great. I'm, I'm happy to sit here and ask the two of you questions all day. I mean, I, I could ask you guys to debate. You know, what what color is the wall behind me? And I'm sure you guys would find a way to turn it into some crazy analytical thing. So I thought that that was awesome. And a, love that segment. We're going to try and bring it back as often as we can. B, would love to have Mike back again as a show. I think that it was a it was a great dynamic with the two of you. And he just has a ton of super thoughtful ideas when it comes to Top Shot and the the kind of macro view of, of all of this. I may have to set up a tennis match, though, against whoever wins the bet between Mike and Adam. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, set the standards for, like, whoever wins in that format, I have to go against. So, like, if Mike wins, it'd be straight up. If Adam wins, it'd have to be the 30 love, 15 love thing maybe that's going on. Okay. I, haven't picked up a te- I haven't picked up a tennis racket, I think, more than three times in the past eight years. Uh, but it would be interesting to uh, get back in the game. Love it. Love it. All right, Justin. I think it's time for the LeBron giveaway. The giveaway? Okay. I, like I think let's, I will, let's do the giveaway first, and then we'll rip the packs at the end. Okay. I'll take over. Uh, let's get that wheel of names. Uh, so first off, just to give some additional context on this giveaway, uh, in order to qualify, uh, the main thing is so this is a part of our underdog you know, partnership. And so we wanted to give an opportunity to, for people who are new to underdog, uh, people to you know, experience um, what all the best ball, the playoffs, the pick um, everything that's going on over there. One of our you know most enjoyable apps, and uh, something we you know are very favorable towards and continue to be you know used on a daily basis. Uh, so hopefully, uh, all these people who were new got a chance to kind of play and enjoy it. And but uh, for everyone else, still, if you have not had the chance, um, you can still join. Use the code OTM. And if you do not enjoy it, you get a hundred dollar money back guarantee if you use that OTM code. Uh, so happy to have, uh, you know, thanks for everyone that participated in this. And uh, the winner is going to be a LeBron. And the winner will be for a LeBron. No look three slash 15K. Are you ready? One of, the, one of the best moments there is really out is. there. Let's be honest. I mean, it's sick. I mean, you just click the spin and you just no look. Oh, I tried to spin. I got caught by the wire. Let's see what we got. It is going to be... G Pew, G Poggate. G Congratulations. Congrats. We will make sure uh, no that we get in. If you're paying attention now, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, we will go back and we will contact you. Uh, but thank you, everyone that entered. And we will definitely have some more contests in the future, especially for people who are already underdog uh, customers and uh, you know fans of OTM to make sure that we're not only you know incentivizing new people. And if you are not already an Underdog customer, go ahead, underdogfantasy.com. 
promo code OTM. Make that first deposit. Justin just left. He did this to me one time before where he just disappeared. Okay, we can do this. We can make this happen, people. Oh, he's coming back quickly. Obviously, I hit the exit studio instead. <laughs> oh, instead of stop share screen. I thought it was like the I was just, that was a no, long time ago. One. But there was one time where he disappeared and you didn't come back for like 15 minutes. I was like, all right, I'm just I'm prepared to do this. I guess I might be opening a pack solo. There you go. Now let's open some packs. Let's get some. Let's do uh, it. I'll let you go first. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll go first. That is very uh, courteous of you, Cons, to accept on his behalf. <laughs> all right tj tj that maybe the lowest wall clock i've ever seen he thought mugsy bose was coming over and he wanted to make saw- sure that uh mugsy could read it you know i've actually been told for uh, uh, uh you're not the first person to tell me that i hang my stuff too low on walls so you know maybe it's time for me to take a, now i'm looking at like the picture above my couch i'm like that might be too low too Maybe like, Anyways. Next time, like put some heels on and then hang it and like see like what the act. Yeah. Look at all these packs I got. I'm I'm starting to feel like you know. Well, they're all base sets, so but it like <laughs> it feels like I'm one of those cool people that's like hoarding cosmic packs, right. except their base set series two release yeah. thirty whatever. We just gotta rip them during more shows. Play some more. All right, Justin. Bots. Remind me what the ones we're gonna go what we want here. There's a number one LeBron number out of thirty five. There's number a Zion, Zion throwdown. Number 21, jersey match, Joel Embiid. Oh, I really want that one. Yeah, you do. Number 28, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart, Stewart, jersey match, rookie. Uh, I think two Badger. All right. We got options here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, your mute, your sound's not on in the corner. I oh, know. It's just because of the corner. Yeah, there you go. The music for this one is really fire. Do you hear? I hear. Wow. I don't know. I hear. Where shall we start? Let's go quick. We got two packs. We're having hours, so uh, I'll let you just pick through, and then we'll take our time to throw down. Although the LeBron, the LeBron could be ended. Oh other. yeah, true. Here we go. Yeah, Michael Ludler. We don't need to watch every single video. Do we? Nah, we'll, we'll go through because we're running late <laughs> on time. Yeah. All right. If, if it's a really cool one. We got a Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Cereal. That's solid. That's solid. We've definitely seen some lower cereals in this. I don't know if that's just a coincidence. All right. 1,000. Oh, the Mason Plumley. Plumley. God, I, I just, I love opening a Plumley. It's a great feeling. Oh, that's a high one. That's a very high one. Hello. Hello. I kind of don't mind getting the ones all the way towards the end either. Let's get that number People one right scrolling here. scrolling all the way down. Here we go. Number one, LeBron. Number one, LeBron. Lakers. Wait. All right. First we moment. Couple, we had a Paul couple Millsap. people in, uh, in the Mission Control Center kind of stacking those when they were down, when they were out on $6. Because, hey, that's his top shot debut. Uh, those are going to be valuable. Okay. Finish strong, okay. Peach. Here we go. Who's the throwdown going to be? Okay, Miles Bridges. Your boy. That's a good boy. one. That's a good one. That's going for like 130, 140. That's a big dunk. Uh, one of my favorite dunks of the year. Great dunk. All right. Like I'm All happy right. with that one. 
Yeah, the Throwdown King himself. Miles I like it. Not too bad. Not too bad. Right. Didn't get any of the big big dogs we're hoping for, but I mean, it's not so bad. Miles Bridges Miles is a pretty Bridges. good one, though. So you, yeah, definitely not upset with that. Okay, I am going to share my screen. Let's see. I think I'm going to not play the music, though, just because uh, a little ad we had for the last one, so we can kind of talk through. Yeah, that's fine. Don't don't want to piss off all the people that are listening afterwards on this. Pod. Oh, the people love Miles. Yes, let's go. Miles is a great one, yeah. I mean, I was ahead of the game there. <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay, those same things. We got a couple base packs. Still have that base series two release fifteen. That's like my version of the people who have like their uh, legendary finals. <laughs> Maybe I could sell that base set uh, series two fifteen to uh, uh, Dingling for twenty k. We'll see. Here right. we go. Ready? Let's do this. I know, anticlimactic without the music. That's okay. Where are we looking? Where are we looking? Okay, bottom left. Okay. It's okay, okay though, because the number one LeBron is going to be in one of these others. Starting off. Okay, high cereal. We got uh, ah, Iguodala. Iggy? Okay, I wanna, I'm going to see that replay. I don't think I've seen this one yet. Looking good with the Miami Vice uniforms. Boom. Little alley-oop. I like it. All right, going down the line. 22.65. We got a Knicks. We got an R.J. Barrett. Oh, R.J. Okay. Quick look here. Looks like he's going up. Get a little up, up, up. Oh, love it. That could have been a throwdown. I really could have been. Yeah, that's strong. Left hand, too. Oof. All right, a lot of high cereals here. We got a Bradley Beal. I like Bradley. Nothing, nothing too crazy there, but uh, a solid moment. Oh, Bradley's always a solid one. 33,000. All right, we got a little double badger. A little rookie. Yeah. A little rookie action. Little Jada McDonald's with the behind the back pass and then up and the throw down. Throw down. Hi. That's not bad. What's that? Okay. Number one, one LeBron. More chance. One more chance for the number one LeBron. Here we go. Number one. 28563. Ooh. Ooh. He provides me so much stress because uh Every time I use his name for the MGLEs during the calculations, I've got to respell the entire thing because of the you know things on top of the letters. Okay. Here we go. We're going for Zion. Zion. I'm feeling it. All the way down. Number one, Zion. Here we go. New York Knicks. Knicks. Rare 110. 110. Mitchell Robinson. Good cereal. Okay. Solid cereal, though. Yeah. Good cereal. Solid throw down. Yeah. Not too bad. Okay. Nothing, uh, not, not the greatest pack, but uh, I'll take a solid cereal. I enjoyed it and uh, throwing a couple more in the collection. Alrighty. There we go. I think we need a, we think we need to play some beat the pots though. Yeah. We got to, we got to give one, we got to give it a shot, right? All right. Um, let's do we gotta uh, give it a shot. I'm scared that if we do like the Tomas Zarkaransky, that like the bots aren't actually going to even go for it. That could be good. Give us a better chance. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be one of the cheapest moments on the site, right? He's probably down at about $3. 
Um, let's do the RJ Barrett. That's a good one. All right, so it's two two six seven five for RJ Barrett. Two two six seven five. Give the people a chance to kind of go there. I'm gonna pull it up. I guess I'll put my screen share back on. So people, we're going to the RJ Barrett, checking him out on the marketplace. For the people, if anyone yeah, is not familiar, we have for the new people. Oh, yeah, for the new people. We like to do this at the end of every Wednesday night show, or at least we have been recently. Justin's gonna take that. his he's gonna take his RJ Barrett. He's gonna place it for sale for one dollar. Our hope is that all of you folks out there that are listening are gonna be able to refresh, refresh. Find that $1 moment, click purchase, buy it before a bot gets to it. And when you do, you're going to let us know in the chat. DM us on Twitter, and we will make sure to, to get you your RJ Barrett. Yep. I like it. And I'm going to throw something out there. Uh, if people have tried this in the past and you haven't had success, uh, I'm curious if someone using live token would actually get this quicker. TJ and I were having this debate. Like, Could a human who wasn't watching the show but just watching live token have a better chance than the people who are F5-ing and refreshing. And I didn't think so, but TJ brought up a decent point. Like, maybe it's one less click or something. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, it is not against the rules if you want to refresh live token instead of refreshing the page. I don't know which one is faster. But uh, our current bot count, I think we're at 5-2 to two with maybe a, an iffy in the middle. Um, but we're doing pretty well. And uh, I've got faith in the uh, OTM, uh, OTM crowd tonight. So here we go. Here we go. Pressing it for a dollar. So yeah, current low ask is four. So uh, I'm pretty sure that there are bots that are still scooping anything for a dollar right now with the raffles and everything, the lottery tickets, and just expecting that they can buy it for a dollar and automatically then go sell it for like two or three anyways. So we'll still have to beat the bots. Okay, here we go. It's about to be up there. If Good you luck, hear this, everyone. you probably it's already up there because remember you're on a delay. There's a delay, it's already there. Good luck. All right, so we'll give that some time. All right, so we got Ty on live tokens, so he's going to play that one. We got Black Cat Cards, who's been playing Beat the Bots on his own, even when the show's not going on and not doing too well. So uh, keep 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 on trying there, Black Cat. I, just, we'll... I see the RJ Barrett <laughs> popped up on on live token. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, how long? Yeah. I mean, because they say it's like 31 seconds or whatever that the bots times are all doing. So, yeah. So it was listed 32 seconds ago now. So we'll see. So most likely it has already been purchased. Yep. There's James Irvine saying it is gone. Gone. Whew, it does happen quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll do some refreshing here. Shout out to Black Cat who says he is. Oh, and 9,783 versus the bots. Never give up, my friend. <laughs> keep trying. Keep banging that head against the wall. One of these days, you'll get a, your, a W. Your best chance to beat the bots, though, is through this show. Because uh, you, you at least know what's coming. You know what's being refreshed. You know where to look. You know where to purchase. Um, but for now, we are still in limbo. We are still waiting. Payment accepted? Oh, get out of here, John. Is this real? Did John get it? I don't know, John. What's your account name? Better tell me before I show it. 
Got to prove it's real. Let's Here we see. go, John. Pending. Oh, now it's pending. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be. And it was Smeg888. Smeg888. Let's take a look. They've got 17 moments. They've created two showcases. <laughs> uh, this this makes me think of how someone on last week's show was like, beat the bots and you get your account combed <laughs> through with a fine-tooth comb on, on live stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> no challenges completed. March. All right. It's possible this is real. They've got a couple moments for sale. Corey always has a good distant family relative that is <laughs> scooping up all these moments. <laughs> We're going to check. Uh, let's check Smeg888. See how you've been doing with your account. Oh. What happened there? Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. All right. So they have not used OTM before. Um, so oh, okay. obviously that means it's a bot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's, they're probably not watching this show if they've never been on the website. I got a couple, uh, gifted moments going on here with an auto, a Chris Paul, a Beasley. I don't know. Who knows? Hopefully it was real. If you're watching the show, Smeg, give us a DM, let us know so we can put another in the win column. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> uh, we're going to go on a hunt and. If you all think this is a bot and you uh, you know, watch their activity, you check it out. What is Crispy Cave? Only packs? Is that what we... It says some of them are purchased, right? Yeah. There's only a couple packs at the bottom. I guess, yeah, this is this is the pack at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Well, we'll, we'll, we will see. Uh, good luck. Uh, Smeg, I hope that you're not a bot because if you are, I'm sure you're going to get reported and we're going to do some more digging. All righty. Anything else, Justin, as we wrap up the show? No, this has been fun. I'm glad we got to talk about this. Um, Hopefully those ideas that we referenced earlier, um, you know, they're not just going to be completely forgotten. Um, You know, when we further develop that collector's council with Top Shot, uh, these are things that we'll continue to kind of talk with them about. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we continue to, I think my favorite part is also the, uh, additional ideas and feedback that came from the community, not only someone like Beerman who started a thread, but just in the comments, there are a lot of kind of extensions of ideas, uh, that have helped us kind of continue to evolve, uh, our thoughts on this too. So, uh, much appreciated for that. And, uh, it was good chatting. Yep. Thanks to everyone for joining again tonight. And for those of you that are listening back after the fact, we'll be back on Friday. I'll be releasing the recap podcast just walking through the week in a short 20 to 30 minutes and after that we'll be back with our typical schedule next monday so that'll do it for this evening i'm gonna throw one chill out there um the if you're listening in podcasts or if you're not and you're on here and you want to go to our podcast app if you can give a review and say what you think is like the best way to uh increase the value what was your favorite of those eight if you have another one We would love to see those. I will read them personally. And uh, those reviews do mean a lot to us just to kind of increase, uh, you know, the overall uh, just kind of ecosystem. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I think the more people that we bring into this space from a top shot, it benefits us us all. Uh, So really appreciate that. I mean, we're all helping each other. Yep. Yep. Any, 
any of that is definitely appreciated. And we certainly do take the time to make sure we're looking at all the comments, all the reviews that get left. So thank you all in advance. With that said, we're going to call it for this evening. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of producer Coop behind the scenes, I am TJ Lasik, and we will see you guys next time.